Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Save your Dot town. If you haven't checked out that website, I sincerely hope you will, especially if you're currently living in a rural community. Maybe you're on uh, the village board or maybe you're a church deacon. They've got information that you might find very enlightening. And for 2022, they've got five very interesting rural trends for our communities. And joining us to talk about some of those is Becky McRae. She is one of the partners that has put together the information at Save Your dot town and shares it with us today. So Becky, first, I want to ask you, why do you guys feel it's so important that there's actual scientific survey information generated specifically for rural communities? Absolutely. I We found that the trends that are written about in general, just don't really match up with our small town and rural experiences. And so those national trends are great. And, you know, hearing the latest about what's going to happen for cities is one thing, but how will we be seeing these play out in our small towns? We run a survey of rural challenges that forms the basis of learning what people say their specific challenges are, and then we synthesize that together with what we find about all of the overarching trends and we find the ways that applies specifically for rural people. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, the 2020 survey very much looks like some of the information that you shared with us in 2021. Number one on the list, still plenty of new residents that are coming to small towns and rural communities. But there's four other important bullet points that I want to discuss with you, not the least of which is real people being better stewards and paying attention to resources. That kind of goes hand in glove with that effort to move out to rural communities, doesn't it? It does. Rural people have long seen ourselves as stewards of the land and the environment and the wildlife around ourselves. So many farmers take special care to make sure that there are extra set-asides or special uh, carve-outs of their land specifically for wildlife. I'm seeing more and more small farms start with intentional thought and care about how they will relate to the environment around them. I'm seeing larger farms that are making more intentional decisions about how they take better care of their environment from doing less tillage to doing more cover crops to everyone is trying to make the best decisions that we can for the land around us. We're also seeing native tribes and indigenous people who are regaining control of some of their traditional lands and reinstituting some of their traditional practices that also take better care of the land. So there's a lot of interest in this from the people already in rural areas, as well as from people who are moving to rural areas specifically because they want a better connection to nature. Well, we'll give it to them, that's for sure. You know, the other thing that I think is very interesting, and I hope it's encouragement to those small town and rural community leaders, when these people show up, they want to be involved. They want to feel like they're making a difference in their community. I think that should be viewed as an opportunity, not a challenge, right, Becky? Absolutely. I mean, we've been wanting more people to move to our communities. We hear it every year in our survey of rural challenges that people say we need more residents. We've got to, you know, retain our young people and recruit people in. And we have 
nationwide, especially as we have all felt increasingly divided as a nation, we've, we're also seeing a strong desire among almost all people to get past some of that division and to be better neighbors, to be feel that sense of belonging in community, and that is something that small towns can do very well. And so this is an opportunity to include people moving in as well as to respect the people who are already here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the other thing, is respect. Uh, it's mutual. It's got to come not only from those small community leaders, but also the people that are arriving. The thing that's yeah. still a constant conversation, though, Becky, and one that uh, I wish we had better answers sometimes for rural communities, health care. Um, you know, we had talked earlier about residents arriving and maybe uh, assuming that Internet is going to be a part of their life, when in reality there are just some areas that are just not yet wired. The same kind of challenges face rural health care. Now, as you and I speak, a top-of-mind conversation is Omicron. Do people have to expect to compromise when it comes to rural health care if they decide to relocate to small towns? Boy, this is an issue for people who are resident in places, people who are moving to places, is not just how does healthcare look now. We have to get smart and like try to predict how will healthcare look in the future in this town? In five years, will they lose the hospital here? Um, and there aren't any easy answers in this, but we do see a lot of positive moves in technology with a lot of smarter technology. Your smartphone, your smart watch can tell a lot about your health. And we're seeing improvements in all kinds of other smart devices and even smart bandages that can monitor, say, if you've had surgery or an injury, the bandage can actually monitor your condition and connect with your healthcare providers. So not only do we have to predict what happens to the hospital, we have to predict what's going to come up in new technology. Mm-hmm. So um, this is not something where there's just going to be one easy answer, like, oh, that's a safe answer there. Um, this is one where there's a lot of change going on. Um, and we've all had to become risk analysts for our own health. I don't think that's going to change over the next, say, five years. Right, right. You know, one other issue that I talked about with uh, your partner, Deb Brown, is resources made available. You know, the federal government started kicking out a lot of financial support in many different arenas to help offset the impact, the effects of the pandemic. And that continues today. You know, you talk about rural health care and having to think out of the box on how you provide those services. It also goes to another point on your survey trend, and that's economic barriers that are starting to come down rural communities versus a large inner city. Tell me a little bit about the financial distribution of some of those federal resources. Have they come home to small towns, to our rural communities? And tell me a little bit more about how those economic barriers may be adjusting. The one discouraging piece of this is the amount of grants that are going to come out competitive, which means that your small towns are at a little bit of a disadvantage. We just don't have the staff and the capacity to turn in a beautiful, polished, lovely grant that's going to compete with, you know, big city that has all the resources in the world. The good news is there are rural set-asides, and those are much easier for us to get access to as small towns. So those set-asides, specifically for small communities, mean that we can get in there and access those things. We're hearing a lot more about equitable economic development, not just focusing on can we recruit a big employer, but also looking at how can we support opportunities for local people to have a fair shot at some of those stimulus dollars or just at 
competing economically in our communities. I'm hearing so much more about local manufacturing, about our local makers, people who do handcrafts, arts, or are starting some kind of a making project or manufacturing project just on a small scale. So there's a great deal of interest among economic development, not just locally, but also percolating up to the state levels, much more interest in those small and local projects. If it's made local, then we don't have to worry so much about the supply chain to get it here because we made it here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that that is actually uh, a real benefit when it comes to not only attracting people out to the rural communities, but like you said, that self-sustainability that so many people are searching for. Now, Becky, we've just scratched the surface on all the content that you and Deb Brown have pull together at saveyour.town. How else can people interact with you? And maybe more importantly, if we've inspired them to want to have a conversation with you, how can they get in touch with the two of you folks? Absolutely. You can email either one of us, deb at saveyour.town or becky at saveyour.town. Feel free to email us. You can also, on our website, There's a little button you can click that will start a live chat if we happen to be there or leave your email and we'll get back with you. You can reach out to us by Facebook message, Save Your Town on Facebook. Um, And then we're all available on Twitter and LinkedIn. And there's even a flipboard for each of us so you can see what stories we're sharing right now and and interact with us that way as well. Have you found the conversations uh are they picking up momentum, Becky? Have they cooled a little bit since we were the heat in the heat of the pandemic? What's it been like for you guys trying to manage through the Save Your Town site? Oh my gosh! With the release of the trends articles, we have heard from lots of people. So there's a lot of conversation going on. People are sharing what's the latest in their own community, as well as trying to make the best decisions they can about getting ready for the future. Right. Well, and that's, uh, that's the best we can do. And at least these folks have provided you with some generally good information on what it's like in rural communities, not just in Wisconsin, but across the countryside. And like they point out, every community is different. Every community has got a little different chemistry, but they all do face some of the same challenges and hopefully the same opportunities. Find it online, saveyour.town, saveyour.town. Town, and you can also see uh, some of the additional information as well as being able to sign up for weekly e newsletters and even subscribe and get a free video update from Becky McCray, our guest today, and her partner Deb Brown at saveyour.town. Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap.